Hello and welcome to the Creativity Snippets podcast with Tracy Stanley and myself, Barbara Wilson. We're passionate about encouraging creativity and are co-authors of the book Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. I live near Nice in the south of France and Tracy lives in Brisbane, Australia. We started recording our monthly conversations at the beginning of 2020 to provide information and inspiration on applying creativity to all aspects of your life. Today, Tracy and I will be discussing how we can create the right environment in your organizations for creativity to flourish. We'll also be discussing what we've learned since our last podcast. So Tracy, can you explain what, what ideas you've got about um, developing creativity in the environment in an organization? I think you're using a, a great metaphor there. Yes, yes. Thanks, Barbara. Yes, the metaphor of a glass house. We can imagine them out in our back garden, this solid glass structure where we gather together seedlings that need extra support for them to take root. Um, it's a metaphor we really like and it's, we used it in our book because creating the right environment for creativity in your organisation is very similar to creating an environment for your seedlings to flourish. You put this structure in place so the um, seedlings get exposure to bright light and to sunshine and at the same time they're protected from harsh elements like sort of strong winds. Um, interpreting you know, the, the metaphor, it's about understanding um, the sunlight and the, um, the, the watering as being positive input from the people around for new ideas, whereas the structure working as a barrier is about limiting the harsh external winds, which could be negative feedback or criticism when ideas are at that very initial um, stage, when they can be destroyed very, very easily. You, you know, we know that seedlings need to be very much protected until they've been there for a, for a little while and they've managed to get their roots down and so they can stand or grow quite strongly. Now, if we think of creativity as being the act of creating new things, then we could see that people were being creative within this environment when they're doing things like consciously looking to solve a problem in a different way or looking for a solution in a different place or they could even be trying to pull together two random ideas to really challenge or shake up their thinking about how the problem could be addressed. You can also see a creative work environment when you see that people have psychological safety, they feel quite comfortable in asking seemingly naive questions that perhaps could be perceived as stupid by other people so that they can understand. And in doing so, they're taking a risk. And that's again what the greenhouse does. It sort of provides this protection for a person with a new idea or a seedling idea against too much um, exposure to, to risk in those early stages. Um, Barbara, do you have um, anything to add to that? Yes, thanks, Tracy. And that's a great metaphor to use. I like that. When I think of a creative environment at work, and, and I want to come back to one of the points, in fact, that you've picked up on there, I, I always come back to one of my favorite researchers on this, Goran Ekval. Now, he developed a framework um, for a climate of creativity. And one aspect of that was risk-taking. So that's why I wanted to pick up on what you said about, uh, about taking a risk. 
And it's something that's come up quite a lot for me recently in, in my work. So it isn't easy because a lot of cultures in organizations work against this. People are often afraid of taking a risk because of the consequences. However, risk is needed to enable creativity and innovation. So if we don't take risks, we don't, we don't move on, we don't change, we don't do anything new. So what organizations need to do to remove the fear of risk is, is develop a supporting culture. And that kind of comes back full circle, in fact, to what you were saying, Tracy, about the, the protection of the kind of greenhouse. So organizations need to have leaders who can develop trust, um, encourage open discussions, uh, and particularly around the level of risk in any situation. Because clearly some, some situations um, are not at all amenable to taking a risk, you know, if safety is, is paramount. Um, they also need to be able to train employees to be able to take those risks safely. And if mistakes are made, be able to coach and have open discussions to enable lessons to be learned. And these lessons then need to be turned into learning for the whole organization. So that's just what I wanted to add there around risk, which I think is really, really an important topic. So Tracy, what are the important leadership behaviors you've identified in this um, creating a climate for creativity? Okay, so I don't know if I'm extending the metaphor too far, but let's imagine there's a gardener inside the glass house who's tending to all the plants. He's actually not doing the growing himself, but he's facilitating the conditions for the growing to take place. And as the gardener, as the leader in this environment, you want to create a place where people feel safe to explore different ideas, feel safe to explore different ways to solving a problem. Um, you could see them being really curious, um, asking lots of questions and taking time out to explore new information so that alternative approaches to solving a complex problem can be understood. So we'll see them experimenting and with failure, you know, not being seen fatally, but being seen as a learning point from which you could pivot um, or change or continue in the direction that you're heading. Um, and that relates a bit back to your point about as the gardener, understanding risk and when you need to protect against risk and when you need to give them the freedom to, to take, do something differently that has a risky potential outcome. Now, one thing I didn't talk about, about the plant metaphor early on was about the fact that Plants like to be together. They like to be in a cosy environment. One plant on its own doesn't do anywhere near as well as plants that are huddled together. And if you're thinking about all the plants together in your greenhouse, it should be a very, very cosy environment where there's collaboration, uh, where the team works together in a collegial way. Um, and it's your role as the gardener to facilitate that environment. Um, also, as I said, you're not actually the person doing the growing. So it's important that you don't do the work for the plants, for your staff, that you empower them to ask the questions and to take responsibility for, for, for exploring the ideas and to presenting their recommendations. You should always offer support first and advice later. Hold off the um, perhaps the temptation to, to solve the problem or to give an opinion early on give your staff time to adequately gather information, explore alternatives, so they can come up with solutions that are things you may not have considered before. Barbara, I know you're a leadership expert. What other leadership behaviours come to your mind? 
um, I think I think what I wanted to come in with there is 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 more around how you develop uh, as a leader. How do you develop your your teams really to because um, you started to talk there about um, collaboration with teams, and I think that what I, I just have a kind of word of um, caution here, I guess, in that um, sometimes collaboration can lead to coziness in teams and that can lead to group think um, in fact most times this happens so when the group starts to think alike nobody wants to create ripples by challenging this and this is where it becomes dangerous not just for a lack of creativity but also for many other issues because blind spots you know build up within teams so i think i think in terms of leadership behaviors i'd, I'd very much stress the importance of leaders um, creating diverse teams and being able to coach their teams well. I mean, based on, on what we we're talking about earlier with risk um, mm -hmm. and, and being able to take risk and, and learn for that risk and being able to um, communicate openly with each other, then the leader needs to set a great example there of and, and really develop a, a an open coaching leadership style. So yeah, that I, I think I think I just wanted to come in with that on leadership and then and then pick up on the point about um, about the danger of groupthink um, <laughs> so yeah. that blind spots don't don't develop within a team. Yeah. That's a good additional point. Yeah. Thanks, Barbara. Barbara, tell me what have you been thinking about since we had our conversation last month? Mm, I it, Thank you, Tracy. Lots of things, of course. <laughs> Just <laughs> the world is moving in such a chaotic way at the moment. Um, but I think what, what's been up, up on top of my mind has been issues around diversity. Um, as you know, Tracy, we've talked a lot about equality and, um, and women. And it was uh, in March, there's always the International Women's Day. And I was reading um, at that time what the EU were um, hoping to achieve on this. And there's been a lot of talk about in the EU about um, pursuing the idea of quotas for women in, in certain jobs, on certain committees. I know that the president came in quite strongly at the beginning saying she wanted a... Um, this is uh, van der Leyen saying that she wanted equality in her top team. Unfortunately, it hasn't uh, gone downwards that you still don't see equality in all committees and in all places, far from it at times. So I was thinking about what, what's the implication of this for creativity? And again, we can come back to um, the level of the team and the organization in that if you have, and it, it picks up on this group think thing, that if you have a, a group of people from one background, i.e., you know, in, in the main, in many organizations, it's, it's white male of a certain age um, who've maybe all been to the same kind of school and the same university or studied the same topics, then you don't get much diversity of thinking. And that is what's really important in creativity. So if nothing else, I would argue for, you know, that, that, it's, that it's crucial to have um, a diversity of people and, and equal representation 
in, uh, in teams, in organizations at the top table in order to, to develop creativity and to get new ideas into the organization. Tracy, mm -hmm. what would you add to that? Or, or what, are your, what have you been thinking about since we last mm -hmm. spoke? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I've been International Women's Day. I've been thinking about equality as well and culture um, and how you bring about change, all, all those things. And we have quite a white male, um, <laughs> white male leadership structure in our parliament house. And we've had all sorts of issues with um, the culture and how welcoming and not welcoming it is to women. And certainly the whole issue about not feeling comfortable to speak out and to challenge things has been very much in our press of late. And I get that sometimes and I despair as what does it take to, to drive change? Do we, and perhaps we really do need to have that disaster thing that John Cotter talked about. I mean, like I sort of switch tragedies and talk about COVID and how many organisations have the capacity to change things in terms of working environments and letting people work from home because we've had the technology and the internet for, you know, 20 years. And they haven't done it and it's been hard to do it. But when we were told we have to do it, we actually were able to make that change so easily overnight. And the same with diversity, Barbara, it really isn't that hard. We just simply need to, who are we recruiting and being conscious of it and do it and fight against our habits to sort of to recruit people, the same sort of people we've had before. So um, it's challenging ourselves and challenging the status quo. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. It's uh, uh, some. I think we've both got an HR background at, uh, <clears throat> in our in our careers, and that whole, you know, it starts with you know who do you recruit, um, yeah. and and looking very carefully at your your device diversity issues in your organisations. Yeah. Great. Well, we could go on and on about that, Tracy, but <laughs> we haven't got time today. So thank you. And thank you for the, uh, the, the fascinating discussion around the metaphor for creating the climate um, which encourages creativity in the organization. And thanks for everyone for listening in. Um, if you'd like to learn more about uh, creativity and, and find out more of, around our experiences, you can find us uh, on, well, myself on barbara-wilson.com and tracy at tjstanley.com. And you can buy our book, Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. And it's available on Amazon, Google Play and Book Depository. Wishing you all a creative day. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Bye, Barbara. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.